Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for From the Short Grass with Trey Shap, a golf podcast for those who love golf, struggle with golf, and just like to enjoy the outdoors and fellowship with friends, all while chasing a ball around trying to put it in a four and a quarter inch diameter hole. From the Short Grass is brought to you by Stevens Incorporated an independent financial services firm with the freedom to focus on what matters most. Blackman Auctions. For over 80 years, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels. We partner with you to deliver high-yield results by managing, developing, and investing in top-quality hospitality assets. And now, from the short grass, here is your host, Trey Schaap. Welcome to another edition of From the Short Grass. I am your host, Trey Shap. Got a lot to get to in this edition of From the Short Grass. The Arkansas Amateurs took down the Arkansas Professionals in the 13th annual Randy Beaver Cup matches. They were held at Hot Springs Country Club, the Arlington course in Hot Springs, Arkansas. The ASGA won five to three in four ball five to three in foursomes and then beat the pros 12 to four in singles over the two days for a total of 22 points to 10 points the arkansas amateurs still dominating the pga pros and if you'll remember barry howard once said on an episode of from the short grass that the pga pros in the state of arkansas are really good teachers And I think that is a true statement based on the scores from the Randy Beaver Cup matches this year. Coming up on this edition of From the Short Grass, I sit down with Austin Greaser, the University of North Carolina men's golfer who helped lead his team to victory in the Jackson T. Stevens Cup matches that were played at Seminole Golf Club. He also was the runner-up in the 2021 United States Amateur Championship and got to go to Augusta National and play in the Masters. You will hear all about that when we come back. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. Find them on the web, blackmanauctions.com. We're back after this. Stay with us. Heading to El Dorado to check out some live music or to play Mystic Creek? Stay at the Haywood, the only boutique hotel in the middle of downtown and the Murphy Arts District. If you are spending a weekend in Hot Springs, make plans now at the Marriott Courtyard close to Lake Hamilton and Oakwan. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group manages both of these fine properties and you will rest easy knowing that your every need is taken care of. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels on the web at bphotels.com. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own, to seize opportunity, to anticipate rather than react, to deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world, and to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. 
This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. You all know by now I'm not a good golfer, but my son loves the game and he and I have been playing more. I've got my score down to, uh, I've quit playing a scramble on every hole. I'm using the bunker rake much less than I used to, and a lot of the time I hit my drives past the women's tee box. All of my success in golf can directly be tied to me listening to From the Short Grass. Without it, I would not be the golfer I am today. Trey, you owe me 20 bucks for that. Trey knows golf. I know auctions. Come see us at BlackmanAuctions.com. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. Welcome back to this edition of From the Short Grass. Austin Greaser is a two-time All-America, All-Ping East Region, and All-ACC selection. He has won two collegiate titles and has seven top fives and 12 top tens in 28 collegiate starts. He won the 2022 Western Amateur, defeating Mateo Fernandez de Oliveira of Argentina, who plays at the University of Arkansas, one up in the championship match. He made the cut at two over par in the 2022 U.S. Open at the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. He was one of four amateurs and 64 players in the 156-man field to make the cut at the U.S. Open. On the tee, Austin Greaser. Austin Greaser, thanks for joining me on From the Short Grass. Tell me when you first started playing golf. Do you remember it? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, I do remember it. Um, I think I was about five or six years old. Um, I remember my dad used to play more than he does now, and um, I would watch him and kind of, I guess, um, kind of jump on the car with him when he'd go out and play and kind of probably chip and putt mostly around the green for the most part. And then I would, you know, as I got older, started to <clears throat> play the holes a little bit longer and stuff like that. But uh, I, I think that's about how I remember it. And I think um, I think my first competitive event was somewhere around the uh, seven, eight-year-old range. Is that when you fell in love with the game, when yeah. you started playing competitively? I think so. Um, I mean, I don't remember exactly where I was at there, but I know I, know I was having fun. Um, I remember that uh, I really loved the competition. I've always loved the competition. Um, I'm a very, very competitive guy at anything I do. Um, and fortunately, I guess, or whatever you want to look at it, whatever you want to call it, for me, I was good at golf. And it was something I could be very competitive at. And um, I guess I've just carried that through. <laughs> do you get that from your father? being competitive i think i get that from my twin brother um so i got okay. a twin and growing up i mean we we went head to head and everything i mean i remember there were some wrestling matches there were some punching matches i mean you if you got a sibling you probably understand but um it, it was all love you know it just kind of little stuff here and there but uh, we we tried to kind of beat each other at everything i remember we played backyard football one-on-one we played wiffle ball one-on-one um we played basketball one-on-one i mean anything and everything and i think that's kind of where the um competitive juices really got start, really started flowing when did you decide that you wanted to try and take this this sport, golf, and help you get an education and then potentially one day make it a career? That's a good question. Um, I don't know if it was like a specific day or time, like going back and thinking about it, but I do think um, at some point I realized that I was – fairly good at what I was doing and I felt like I was um I, there was a chance for me to do it as a living um and I feel like that was probably late late high school um maybe even early college you know um when I really kind of started to kind of flourish and my game started to get better and I started to see some um you know positive feedback from my preparation and stuff like that so um I think that's kind of probably when it really started but at the end of the day, I don't really view this as a job. I don't view this as a job I'm going to have someday. It's just fun for me. It's a way for me to be competitive in something I really enjoy doing. And like I just mentioned, I'm just really a competitive guy. So um, whether it be this or something else, I think one way or the other, I would be I would 
be doing something where I can be competitive at. Do you like practice? Yes. I I think what I enjoy more is the thought of getting better um, and, and being better prepared for um, a match play situation, a stroke play situation, whatever it is. Um, I really enjoy going out and trying to sharpen my game and get better in areas every single day. Um, and just kind of in my mind, having that preparation and that practice behind me when I go to, to tee it up when it counts, I think that's that's big for me, and that's what I enjoy. A lot of people think that it's an easy game. Is it easy? <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, it's got to be – I don't want to put it ahead of any other sport, but I think I will put it a little bit ahead of every other sport in the mental aspect. Um, I think you've got to be very, very mentally good. And I mean, I don't want to discredit any other sport. I know you do there. But I think the different aspect about golf is kind of the pace we play at, which is much slower than a lot of other sports. So the fact that we have several minutes leading up to each shot to think, and then you have you know a minute or so, whatever it is, over the shot to think, um, you've really got to be able to harness that pressure, that nervousness in the right way, um, especially coming down the stretch when, when the swings matter. Your recruitment. You're at North Carolina. Yeah. What was that like? Yeah, it's kind of weird. Um, not weird, but probably different than most people. Um, I guess long story short, um, it's kind of going to be a long-winded answer. But when I was a freshman in high school, I think me and my dad put together an Excel spreadsheet and probably laid out 50 to 60, 70 teams um, that were D1. And we kind of made this you know, blank template email and kind of filled in the coaches' names and universities as we went and basically just sent everybody an email um, and said, hey, like I really want to play college golf someday and I'm really interested and would – um, love for you to come on watch or at least me come see your place at some point, um, you know, in the future. So long story short, um, North Carolina was one of those at the time and the head coach was different. And they actually emailed me back and said, um, we don't have any 2019 spots. So that was normal. Um, got a lot of those responses and, you know, it is what it is. So just kind of, um, you know, took that as, as the same as many of the other uh, schools and kind of went on my way visiting other schools and whatnot. And, I felt like, you know, my sophomore, up until my sophomore year, I hadn't kind of hit what I thought was any mark where, how do I want to say this? I hadn't hit any spot where I thought, wow, like I can, this is how I can play. If that makes sense. I don't know if that wording was bad, but I hadn't played where I looked myself in the mirror and said, wow, that's how you can play, right? I always felt like I'd been leaving some stuff out there. And then finally, my junior spring, I won the Justin Thomas AJGA. Mm-hmm. That was my first major win. Um and I think that's kind of what catapulted, you know, my confidence a little bit. And, you know, not to not to where it is today, but just enough to, you know, get me, keep me going, right? Not that I was ready to hang it up or anything, but just kind of like, hey, like I can do this. Like I can win. I can beat these kids and stuff like that. So I think, you know, that, that helped. And then um, so then that was late junior year high school. So then I got into a few AJJ invitationals following that based on, you know, status and whatnot. So I played, um, I played a couple um, invitationals, and long story short, one of them was in Greensboro, uh, North Carolina. At this point, I didn't have many Power 5 offers. Um, with all due respect to the, other, the schools that had offered me, it was more like mid-major programs. Um, but that's right down the road from Chapel Hill. Yeah, 100% Greensboro is. So <laughs> I was in Greensboro and hadn't had a lot of offers or anything like that. And, and when I say that, I mean it as like I wanted to be playing on a stage for a national championship with a national championship type team, right? I wanted to play with the big boys and I wanted to be the one to make a putt to win it for us if it came down to it. And that's what I told a lot of coaches. And, um, and I don't mean to toot my horn at all, but that's kind of what was in my head. And that's kind of how I marketed myself, um, if you will. And so anyway, in Greensboro and, um, the head coach had changed and now, um, 
the assistant Matt Clark had also come on and they were out, out at Greensboro watching the event. And long story short, I think they watched a day or two and they called me um, right after the last round and said, look, like we're really, really impressed. Um, you know, you seem like you got a different demeanor about you and you want to win and you're a very competitive guy. And we would love you to stop by actually on the way to Raleigh where our flight was out of. So it was me and my mom, and we stopped by on the way back um, for about 15 or 20 minutes, got to know them a little bit better, got to see the golf practice facility, uh, flew home. And then two weeks later, I came back down um, July 4th weekend, I believe it was, going into my senior year of high school, and things just clicked. And um, I went back down, seen the rest of campus, coaches made me offer, and I committed their own spot. So it was probably very different. I'm pretty sure it was probably... It wasn't much more than three weeks between the first time we had ever communicated and when I'd committed, um, but it just felt like it clicked. I really loved both of the coaches, um, and it was the first time I felt like a big-time program put their belief in me. So that's why I went that direction. How do you like Finley Golf Course? I, I like it a lot. I mean, I think our practice facility um, at Finley also is very good. Um, it's probably not as good as some of the other um, practice facilities at other universities, but to me, uh, I think you can get better anywhere, and I think you can set up little practice, you know, games, combines, you know, whatever it is, fun, you know, drills. I, I think you can get better anywhere, and I could, I would say that to anybody. Um, so I, I really like Finley. Um, it's it's a really really nice public course, to be honest. They're actually just about to redo it and actually give us a whole new practice facility also but um i've really really enjoyed my time and i can't believe i'm a senior time flies and i'm i'm dreading already seven or eight months from now i was gonna say i bet i bet you are but where your ranking is in the the university standings i mean you have to be pleased with that but before we get into that let's go back to the united states amateur you got to the semifinals, and then mm -hmm. everything that comes with that the pressure to win yes but I think there's more pressure in that semifinal match with everything that comes with getting into the finals. Is that the way you saw 100%. it? A hundred percent. I remember calling Andrew DiBattetto, our head coach, the night before the semifinals, and I was like, man, I was like, I don't know what to tell you, but I can tell you this is I, I know where my mind's at. You know, uh, my mind's, you know, I, if a win tomorrow means this, right? It means the Masters. It means the U.S. Open. Um, you know, so I remember calling him and kind of just getting to talk to him a few minutes, just trying to calm myself down a little bit. But um, I've told this to everybody, and I'll say it the same here, is that semifinal day against Travis, I had never been nervous over every single shot in a round like I was that day. Every single time I play, I get settled in. At some point, I get settled in. Usually it's second, third hole. Somewhere I get settled in. But you in. never did? Never really got settled in. I was nervous over every shot. Over every shot, Because, you know, it's like that match means so much, like you said. And, you know, maybe nobody wants to talk about it, but before the match but it's on everybody's mind and I think you know as a kid and as anybody you know a golfer for a while you're that one of your biggest dreams or two of your biggest dreams are to play in the Masters in the U.S. Open and for me to have that chance uh, at 21 I would be 21 when I got there um, it's it was hard to sleep that night for sure. When you got that invitation to Augusta National mm -hmm. and the Masters what went through your <laughs> mind? I'm not one to cry, show a lot of emotions, but I think I did when that official um, Augusta Augusta letter came through a little bit. I, it was just maybe a tear or two, but uh, it just it meant a lot, man. It, it uh, I practice hard, um, I work hard, and it just felt like a lot of that preparation and practice was kind of um, you know 
showing some fruit of the labor, I guess, is maybe how I want to say. Um, but it just meant so much. I mean, I, you know, we all do, all high-end athletes do, I guess. But we, we give up a lot in our lives mm-hmm. to, to be really good at what we do and to put the extra hours in to be better than the next guy. And, you know, we give up a lot of friend time. We give up a lot of family time probably. And we give up a lot of other stuff we could be doing. And as soon as that envelope came to my mailbox, all the things I'd ever missed out on was worth it, you know, and, and not that I was doing it for that, but it just kind of was like a, you know, this is one of the things we've been working for, for my whole life. And, um, the fact that, you know, I got to open that envelope was just beyond, beyond words, um, how special it was. Did the Masters tournament live up to the hype? Yes, a hundred percent. I mean, you're the players are treated like kings that week, man. It's unbelievable. Um, there's everything's in place for you. Anything you need, you know, they're they're the workers there. I mean, I don't mean to say this in a bad light, but they're they pretty much serve you all all week. I mean, they are there to cater to you. They're there to make it as good as they can, and um, you know, you watch it every year too on TV. You know the course so well, so the fact that I was getting to walk Augustus Fairways um, at the same time as Tiger, I mean, it was just unbelievable. And I have so many memories that's going to live on for forever in my head. You know, from that week. If you could take one memory away from that week yeah, that just sticks out, yeah. what is it? So the second round, I, I teed off about two hours and 15, two hours and 20 minutes before Tiger both days. And so both rounds, as I was walking up to nine green, Tiger was on one tee. Oh, and wow. If you've ever been there, yeah. they're both back to back. So as I'm walking up to nine, nine green, um, Tiger's walking off of one tee. And I mean, just a sea of people. Yeah. Right? Like I can't see Tiger, but I know it's Tiger. <laughs> right, you right. Know? And so I had hit it pretty close. I hit a really, really good shot up the hill to a back pin, probably 10 or 12 feet. And at that time, I'd been playing pretty good. I think this putt was to get me to, um, I want to say even par for the day, yeah. two over for the tournament or something like that. And the conditions were tough. <laughs> so I have this 12-footer, and I make the 12-footer for birdie. And the roar from my birdie putt made Tiger step off his set approach shot on one. And that is the coolest thing I've probably ever done in golf was the one of the roar from my birdie from the spectators around nine green um, made Tiger step off his, his approach shot on number one. So that's going to live on forever for sure. <laughs> did you give it a little fist pump? I think I did. I don't remember. <laughs> um, I don't remember, but I remember, you know, kind of hearing the roar a little bit and, and kind of walking then from nine to 10 and, a little, and some in and, and a tunnel of people kind of you know, here and there, hearing my name kind of yelled and stuff like that. So just such a cool moment, man. Just so, so cool. North Carolina golf and what you guys have in front of you now. Obviously, the goal is to win a national championship. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have the team this year to do that? I mean, yeah, that's that's easy. That's an easy question. I mean, I know, you know, I don't want to say this arrogantly or, or bragging, but we really got five number one guys on this team. We really do. Five number one guys that could be number one on a different team. Um, so it's 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 it should be a special year for us. I mean, it's already been. I'm sure it will be. Um, we have some serious, serious talent, but we've got to harness it in the right way. Like, it's sometimes tough to be a part of this squad, right? I mean, like this week, not to pick on him because we had a laugh with him, so he'll, he'll be okay with me saying this, but Dylan Minetti, for instance, I mean, he finished – in the top 10, he finished tied for 10th and he finished last on our team. Everybody else beat him, you know? So it's like, it's kind of cutthroat a little bit mm-hmm. and it's, it's a different atmosphere, but I think we're being able to harness that in the right way. Um, and um, it's, I think we have a really, really bright year ahead of us um, and we're really looking forward to it. So I'm so excited. But what you guys did at Seminole in the stroke play, I mean, you, 
you were number one seed by 20 shots. <laughs> yeah. And then when it gets to match play, it doesn't matter. No, no. I mean, that's the thing is um, you got you to be able to show up. I think we talk about this a lot, and I'm trying to leave this kind of legacy at New UNC too, um, is I'm not afraid to show up when I'm, when I'm asked to. Um, it doesn't matter who you're playing. doesn't matter what you did yesterday. doesn't matter what they did yesterday. Um, when you're asked to hit, when you're asked to execute, you got to execute. Um, and I hope that, um, you know, that's kind of something I get to leave behind. And I hope that's something that all the guys on this team embrace like I do is um, I love having the pressure on me to show up and hit a shot and execute. And I think, you know, that's, um, I think all these guys embrace that really. And I think that's, what's making us really, really special is um, our coach talked about it even there in the, the interview after was our heart and our grind um, mentality is I think we really all embrace the fact that we got to step up and hit golf shots, especially at certain times. We really, really embrace that and enjoy that. And that's what we work for. What will you take away from the Jackson T. Stevens Cup this year at Seminole? Yeah. Um, uh, personally, for, from a personal standpoint, I think I'm close. I've had a couple back-to-back really good weeks. Just um, just haven't gotten close enough to win. I mean, it was going to be hard to catch David this week. 62 is pretty good. Yeah. Um, I made a joke in the van the other day. I said, man, I shot 68, which was the lowest on the team except for David, and I lost by six. So, um, you know, hats off to him. I mean, that was – he torched this course, torched this field, really. Um, so that's how he can play when he's going. But personal standpoint, I think I'm close. You know, I think the game's in a good spot, and I think I just got to keep doing what I'm doing. From a team standpoint, I think we're just further um, recognizing what we can do and what we're capable of. Um, so I think that's what we're taking away as a team is we're as good as anybody, and, and um, you know, we can, we can get it done in match play too. This is actually the first time uh, since I've been a Tar Heel – that we've got it done in match play. I think this is our fifth time since I've been here that we had a chance at winning a match play. It's the first time we got it done. So I think to get that monkey off our back a little bit, especially for the guys that had been here before and experienced some of those losses, um, that was unbelievable. And I think from a team standpoint, taking that away is going to mean a lot coming uh, coming in the next few months. The standings, what does it mean to you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely something it's hard to keep your eyes off of. It's hard to, something, it's hard to ignore that. Um, but I think we talk about a lot within our culture too, is good golf takes care of a lot of things. Right. And, um, I think obviously I've, I've looked at it. Obviously I kind of know where I'm at, but at the end of the day, like I just hinted on every time I tee it up, I've got to go out and execute and I've got to go out and try and execute better than everybody else. And if I can do that, then the rankings will take care of themselves. I'll get the starts. I'll get the PGA tour starts even. Um, but I think, it's really bringing it back to let's not look at the big picture. Um, let's keep practicing. Let's keep preparing. And then once we get out there, we're taking it one shot at a time. And if, if I can execute one shot at a time to the best of my ability and to the game plan I have for myself, I, I believe I should, I'll end up where I need to be at the end of the day. Uh, you've obviously played all over the, the United States. Best golf course Austin Greaser's ever played. I'm going to give you three. Okay. I can't. I'm, there's no order here because um, I can't. I can't give you one. You could go um, alphabetical order. I know. Okay, I will go <laughs> alphabetical. Um, Augusta, yes, obviously. Um, and I think that one's more just the historic and tradition of it, right? Like you get to walk and you get to stand where guys hit some of the greatest shots the game's ever seen. <laughs> and you got to do it during the Masters, so that's, that's even so, even better. That's obviously got to be on the top three. Next one, the Country Club, where the U.S. Open was this year. Um, I'm biased because it was my first U.S. Open, and it was the U.S. Open, but I'm telling you, anybody that played this that course, 
that got to play the the championship track we played, it was unbelievable. And I think if you ask any of the players there that week, I asked the USGA a little bit about it. They got unbelievable reviews from the players too. I mean, it was so, so good. Such a great course and tested every part of your game, had holes of every single um, type, you know, short, long, hard, easier, just had everything. Mm -hmm. So that was just an awesome course. And then my third, I think it kind of flies under the radar a little bit, is Valhalla. I really, really like Valhalla. I'm from Dayton, Ohio, so um, I, I'm a Midwest-style golf course kind of guy, um, and Valhalla fits right into that. So I really, really like that place. All right, last question. Fantasy foursome, you and three others, in your fantasy foursome, who would it be? Tiger. It could be living or deceased. Okay. It'd probably be Tiger. Um... Arnold Palmer, probably second guy. Um, I just really think he was a really well-rounded guy from the videos and the clips that I've got to watch about him. Um, so I'd really like to play with him and get to spend some time with him, not even from a golf standpoint, just kind of from a person standpoint. I mean, I think he's done so much for not even golf, but just everybody in the community. Um, I would like to get some to spend some time with him. And then probably Ben Hogan would be my, my third and fourth, rounding out the foursome. Um not that I could replicate it at all, but I'd love to watch him swing for 18 holes. Um, I've seen the clips or whatever, the pictures, and it's it looks pretty pure. <laughs> I was <laughs> so, going to say, so pure. Yeah, so uh, I would at least like to have a picture of that in my head. <laughs> Austin, man, thanks so much for taking some time and uh, sitting down with me. Best of luck in your future endeavors, yeah. and best of luck to you in North Carolina looking to uh, take home an NCAA championship in, the, in May. Yeah, thanks so much, man. I really, really appreciate it. Thank you. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels, one of our great sponsors of From the Short Grass, Matthew Allen, Blair Allen, they know how to manage hotel properties. When you need a place to stay, make sure you stay at a Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel managed property. Find them on the web, bphotels.com. We're back with more From the Short Grass after this. This is Thomas Blackman with Blackman Auctions. The economy is changing slowly but surely. The market is slowing down in a gradual slide. Not an emergency yet, the sky is not falling, but a change is coming. When times are good, auctions make buyers compete to buy at the highest market value. When the economy gets tough, auctions force buyers to make a purchase decision. Either way, auctions get the highest return for a seller and a strong deal for a buyer. With an experienced auction company, it's a simple process. Go to BlackmanAuctions.com for more information. Since 1938, better auctions are Blackman Auctions. When your travels take you to Bentonville for a meeting with Walmart, a trip to Crystal Bridges, or the Walmart Amp for a concert, make sure you book your stay at one of the top Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group properties. Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group manages the Doubletree Suites, an all-suite hotel with tons of meeting space, and the Hilton Garden Inn, which has been newly remodeled rooms throughout the entire property. The best place to stay in Northwest Arkansas is a Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group property. Visit them on the web at bphotels.com. Welcome back to From the Short Grass. On the tee with our rules segment, here's PGA Master Professional Adam Carney. Adam, this question comes in from Daniel. He says, a buddy of mine was in his backswing in the fairway when the head of his three-wood fell off completely. He swung, missed the shot, obviously. Does that stroke count, and what should he do? Well, the first thing you should do is go buy a new three-wood <laughs> from his PGA Golf Professional, right? Right. So, long story short, according to the rules, you know, in this scenario – um, the head fell off in his backswing and he went ahead and completed the stroke. And the question is, he swings and he misses, does the stroke count? The answer in this situation is no. Um, because, and this is not a matter, this is where I love to tell people, 
Um, if you want to learn about the rules of golf, go learn the definitions. The definition of a golf club and a swing. So a golf club is a shaft, a head, and a grip. If the head falls off, then it's not a golf club it's anymore. It's no longer a golf club by definition. And then a swing is the forward movement of a golf club with the player's intent to fairly strike the golf ball. Well, when he took the club back and the head fell off, he wasn't moving forward. He was move, The club was moving backwards, backward in mm-hmm. this case. So when the clubs changed directions towards the golf ball, it no longer fit the definition of a golf club. The stroke doesn't count. There's no penalty of any kind. So under those circumstances, no penalty. Downswing's a different story. If it breaks on the way down, now you've already got the forward movement of the club, which is a club, with intent to fairly strike the golf ball. So under those circumstances, the stroke would count. Interesting. And we've seen, I think Zach uh, Johnson is uh, notorious for this at the Masters. And I believe it's happened to him twice on the same hole, number 13, where he's like taking a practice swing. He gets a little too close to the golf ball and he actually nicks the golf ball and knocks it off the tee. Yeah. But that stroke does not count because his intent was not to hit the golf ball. Exactly correct. Number one. And number two, ball's not in play yet. Right, because so the, it's still on the team. right. So a ball is not in play until a player has played a stroke at it from within the teeing ground. So we can also look at that and say the ball's on the tee and the player whiffs. Is the ball in play now? Yes, because he's made a stroke with fair intent to strike the golf ball, gotcha. but he just missed the golf ball. So the question becomes: Bad Well, swing. I missed. I whiffed. I went over top of the ball. So what's he going to do? He's, well, I'm just going to tee the ball a little bit higher. Now he's got a problem. <laughs> because he's moved his ball in play and he's played it from a wrong place because he's raised it, right? But the ball's in play. Daniel, thanks for the question. Uh, hopefully your buddy has a, a a new three wood after the club head fell off. If you've got a question on the rules of golf, send us an email, fromtheshortgrass at gmail.com. That'll do it for this edition of From the Short Grass. I want to thank Austin Greaser, one of the great amateurs in the game of golf right now. He will be on the PGA Tour in the not-too-distant future. Remember to always repair your ball marks on the green and a couple of more, and I hope to see you sometime soon from the short grass. You've been listening to From the Short Grass, a weekly podcast dedicated to the game of golf. This has been a presentation of the Buzz Radio Network.